to From the Bench with Dench. I'm your studio host, Denny Dench Rittenhouse. Welcome to another episode of From the Bench with Dench. Your host, Denny Dench Rittenhouse here. And uh, we'll get things rolling on a Major League Baseball preview. And I've got a... Um, a wild card of a guest, if you will, when my nephew Sean Sheridan, and uh, I'll, I'll get into why I asked Sean to join me on this here in a little bit, but uh, first, a couple of housekeeping notes. Um, as always, you can find the latest episode of From the Bench with Dench on uh, whatever streaming service you use for your podcast. I'm out there on Apple and uh, Spotify, Amazon, Google, so you can find me in uh, uh, all the major players, and you can find the back episodes, like our last one, part two with Jim Ronnett. Uh, record collector, um, great episode with jamming once again. Uh, some uh, uh, some more tremendous feedback. Um, you can also find the back issue of our NCAA tournament uh, bracket uh, preview. And uh, if you really want a good laugh, I'd revisit that one because the premise of my show was to prove how much I suck at, at filling out brackets. And um, my my premise was was absolutely correct. The Two novice people that uh, had no clue um, what was going on in college basketball far and away smoked us in the bracket of uh, the so-called experts that were on the panel. So uh, congratulations to uh, Shana and Grant, both having teams in the final four, something the rest of the panel failed to do. Uh, so so I, I put myself out there and I paid for it uh, dearly. Uh, my daughter will brag uh, for quite the uh, uh, time to come. But let's get back on track. Uh, it's, it's baseball season now. My opening day is upon us. And uh, with that, we're going to kick around some baseball with uh, Sean Sheridan. Uh, Sean um, is a kid I asked, uh, asked to uh, join me here because he reminds me a lot of uh, the passion I used to have for baseball uh, back in the day. And I, I, I still enjoy baseball, don't get me wrong, and I still have a passion, but I, I wasn't, I'm not quite as absorbed in it as I used to be growing up in the uh, 60s and 70s and uh, it well into the 80s. And then uh, Sean comes along and uh, he's born, what, 89, 90, right? 89. 1989. And um, I think he's been a baseball fan since uh, month four of the pregnancy that he was conceived in because uh, he's, he's come out with a, a baseball bat and been talking baseball ever since. And so he has the uh, the passion that that uh, I recognize and, and still have uh, from time to time, and Sean brings it out in me uh, from time to time. So we'll get his thoughts on a few things um, in baseball and then kind of preview the season a little bit, uh, both from the Cardinals. He's a passionate St. Louis Cardinal fan, uh, has him I, so so we we share that, and uh, we'll dive into uh, um, our thoughts on the Cardinals and uh, their their lineup heading into 2022 the new manager and uh, other things uh, cardinal related and then we'll break down the uh um, preview of the uh, divisions and, and leagues for you uh as well here this afternoon and uh, get into it so with that we'll welcome sean sheridan to the microphone sean thank you very much for making a trek out the highland and uh kicking some some baseball around with me it was a tough drive good uh good 40 minutes hope it was worth it and i I appreciate the uh, offer. I'm glad I'm here. All right, good deal, good deal. So, so baseball. Um, you know, when I was a kid, um, 
we didn't have the internet, obviously, and uh, we we absorbed ourselves in the newspaper. Oh yeah. And every now and then, you had the league leaders uh, put in there, and then the weekend edition, they'd list everybody in the league in the uh, the old column of uh, stats, and uh, I I just lived and and breathed the newspaper stats in in baseball. Similar, I think, to what you do now online. Is that accurate? Oh, yeah, and I still, I had a tough transition with smartphones because I loved the newspaper thing. I loved, I mean, it's the origin of fantasy baseball, so it's, yeah, I'd still rather just see it in print, but, I mean, there's just too much available online now. That now, you're, you're a big fantasy baseball aficionado, right? Yeah, and I, I made the switch to daily fantasy when that, became widespread. So picking the best lineup for that day yeah. and, and, and yeah, uh, so. playing that way. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's taking it another level indeed. Now, I, I've been playing fantasy baseball uh, on and off since 1981. All right, there was a game called Stratomatic oh, yeah. uh, back in the day, which kind of started it, and I had the first edition of the Bill James Baseball Abstract. Um, which was the the, it's the Bible? It, it it was really Moneyball before Moneyball was was around, right? It, it's like the the formation of that whole culture um, with with Bill James' early editions, and it evolved into what we see today with with the uh, uh, Moneyball is what I refer to it as, oh, yeah. you know, right? So so. So we had a league when I was in the Air Force in the early 80s. We formed a league based on Stratomatic and the, the Bill James. We'd draft teams and stuff, and we did everything by hand then and uh, had, had to uh, um, make sure we got the daily paper, which was hard in northern Maine. And so, so then it evolved. We, we had another league in um, um, the Highland area here with a couple of your uncles and uh, some other people, and we ran that for a few years. Rotisserie baseball, it did evolve to then. They started calling it rotisserie baseball. Uh, but lo and behold, it comes on to fantasy baseball, and at what point, uh, born in 1989, by 2000, were you trying to dive into that stuff? I oh, as soon as I had internet access and Yahoo offered it, I think it had to have been... Early two thousands. So so you were you were young. You were Yeah, and it was me and a bunch of just grown men. <laughs> so that was always different. So I kept the chat to a minimum in our little chat logs and just did what I can. Even now if I do season long it's gotta be with strangers because yeah. none of my friends will let me in. <laughs> oh. But now when everybody does head to head and rotisserie is the way to go. That's how you know who the best team is. Yeah. It's baseball. Yeah. Bad. Now now the I saw something uh, funny. One of the things that grabbed my attention with you was uh, uh, your proposal, and you revisited it again recently online, of uh, trying to get a league going of who sucked the most. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> now, have some, you ever had any luck finding that? Or, or I could only get like five or six of my buddies. I know there's some le- leagues that exist, but it, it, it gets run down. The stats just get too redundant. Like I want, But even now... Like, you could get screwed by having a 180 hitter because Joey Gallo might hit 40 home runs. So if you use batting average, then it's like, well, I'm at the bottom of the home run category just from one guy alone. But that always makes me happy. Just, I, I, just I had a hard play. time wrapping my head around that whole oh. concept. It, it's <laughs> oh, it's great. You just find some garbage second baseman that's going to get 150 games under his belt that's 
just not good. And then you get to root for him and just you hope for that 0 for 5 and you're like, yes. <laughs> so I don't want you to do good at all, man. I know your whole life depends on this, but. So they, do they do that in the daily sense too? No, no, I mean, you can do you can set up your own stats for like individual. Uh, a couple friends and I have done that. You throw twenty bucks on a daily slate, and whoever gets the least amount of points wins that. But the players have to start. You can't just go with the, the yeah twenty through twenty seven on the roster. And the pitching's the best. You get to pick two pitchers that just oh this guy's gonna get lit up. This is gonna be great. Sure enough, they're pulled in the second. <laughs> And you're like, I'm sitting pretty. I'm going to get 20 bucks for my buddy Max. <laughs> That's hard to do. That's hard to do. I don't know. Maybe you go with the, the Pirates or the Orioles every day or something. I don't know. Pirates are going to be bad. Yeah, we'll get into that division stuff here in a little bit. But uh, one of the things I threw out at you is uh, just in uh, the different generational stuff, how much the game has evolved. But, uh, but baseball's always had personality and uh, uh, a uniqueness to it um, and, and the liveliness. So I thought it'd be fun to compare wacky things from what I consider my era, 1960 through 90, and then maybe your era, 90 through present day, of uh, different wacky things that, that take place. It can be anything. And uh, um, just kind of show that, that baseball isn't just the boring... Oh, it takes forever to play a game from the the naysayers of uh, and fans of baseball that, that throw against. It's got some unique uh, quirks to it in my mind, and so so I thought it might be a fun exercise. I'll go first. I'll give you a, a wacky incident from the '60s. Um, I would assume the ones I come up with you're going to be somewhat familiar with, but I'll start off with Juan Marichal and Johnny Roseboro. Uh, Marichal, Hall of Fame pitcher for the San Francisco Giants. Pitching against his rival Dodgers, who Johnny Roseboro's the catcher on the Dodgers. Uh, Marichal goes high and tight early on in the game, hits somebody. Then he comes to bat in the second or third inning, and uh, they come high and tight in him. It might have been Drysdale pitching for the Dodgers. I'm not, not positive on that. Marichal steps out and says something to Roseboro. Roseboro stands up and starts jawing back, and Mom Marichal just hauls off with his bat <laughs> and whacks him, right? And uh, hits him, grazes him on the shoulder, and the bat bounces up, and it kind of whacks him on the head a little bit, and a melee ensues. And, uh, uh, and it, it was well. Um, Might have been the first time that happened on the field in, in Major League Baseball. Um, I think it's happened one time since then, but... Um, Marshall gets suspended for uh, where he misses four starts. But in addition to that, this happened, I think, in July. In addition to that, he's not allowed to pitch against the Dodgers again that season. <laughs> so, so that, and that was crucial because they were in a pennant race. Oh, yeah. They were in a pennant race and played each other in a four-game series to end the season, and he couldn't pitch against them. Uh, it didn't come out to, to impact um, as a result, but... It was a pretty big penalty at the time, so so a little wackiness from the '60s. Well, I'll piggyback off that in the 2000s when Delman Young was in the minors. He uh, the video is great because he doesn't like the strike three call, and he's chirping, and all you see in the frame is the catcher and the ump and whoever is coming up to bat, and he's still chirping all the way back to the dugout, 
and you see the umpire put his hands on his hips and he says something and then looks away and then you just see a bat come flying and just rocks <laughs> the umpire and Delman Young, I don't know what kind of fine he got, but he lost it. But watching that bat just come <laughs> flipping out of frame is one of my favorite moments. Yeah, that's a, that's a good I do remember that incident. Um, he had a couple other kind yes, of things he did. like that. He was uh, on par with Milton Bradley, just losing his mind yeah. constantly. You can't name your kid Milton Bradley and <laughs> expect smooth sailing <laughs> into adulthood. All right, two good and two quality ones to start off. All right, number two, I'm going to go into the uh, 70s now. We're coming out of the 60s, big drug culture kind of pursues into the 70s. And uh, 1971, the Pirates ace Doc Ellis takes the mine mound. And uh, he took his mind too somewhere else because thirty six hours prior, (laughs) he he claims he was still buzzing on LSD when he pitched no hitter for the Pirates, and uh, some have disputed that, but it was corroborated by the guy he did it with. (laughs) So, so I tend to believe it more than I don't. But uh, Doc had issues going in and out of uh, uh, rehab and stuff, but uh, claims that yeah, he had no clue what was going on on the mound there and. uh, what, didn't he hit like six guys? Well, he he walked. Uh, he did hit a couple, but it, he gave up six base runners, and and I think he walked six. I'm not sure he hit six, but he he was all over the place. And uh, Sanguin had said that the catcher was like, "Hey, I, I I can give a sign, but I really have no idea." It's oh, kind of like Costner. he had no idea where it was going. Kind of like Costner and uh, uh, Bull Durham, right? It's like I have no idea where this ball's going. <laughs> so it's gonna be fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, Doc Ellis, uh, quite the character, passed away recently. Um, it made good in at the end of his life, giving some lectures and things like that. And uh, uh, but he he was the character back in the day. Who was that? Uh, the Red Sox pitcher, the lefty, Bill Spaceman Lee. Yeah, Spaceman. The Spaceman. I had him on my list actually. And, uh, well, his quote about uh, what do you think about drug testing? Yeah, he said. Well, I've tested them all, and I wouldn't recommend it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't make it mandatory. Yeah, that's yeah. What it is. <laughs> I wouldn't make it mandatory. <laughs> yeah, Bill Lee was a character. Um, he he was a space ball. I mean, his spaceman was his nickname, and he he was just quirky. He really just never knew what was going to come out of his mouth. But pretty good pitcher. Oh, yeah, you check his baseball reference. He put up numbers. But yeah. he just pitched in. Uh, was he in the? That semi-pro team, the the making bacon, always play against uh, Savannah Bananas. <laughs> like they just had a guy on stilts bat a yeah. couple weeks ago. But yeah, I think he made a, a pitching appearance. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So to become the oldest uh, pitcher to play professional yeah. baseball, yeah. whatever record just keeps getting that, set. That sounds like something he would do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's also a motivational speaker. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Lee, yeah, I, he 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 made the cut and then uh, didn't make the final cut uh, cut down uh, uh, my three. So, um, what else you got? Oh, there's the Piscotti game. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> we got hit by the pitch, and then uh, I think the the ball got away from the catcher, and he's trying to take second. He gets second, but the ball hits him as he slides into second. And then a base hit happens, and more chaos ensues. And as he slides into home, he gets hit in the head with the ball. So, I, I don't know. It's never happened. I don't know why that one sticks out to me, but it's just the world hated 
Stephen Piscotti that day, God <laughs> just said, no, man. This was uh, when he was on the Cardinals? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was great. Yeah. I, that one just really resonates with me. <laughs> just like nothing goes right. He scores a rough. Yeah. But and he, gets, he gets belted a couple times doing so. You get guys yeah. go a whole season without getting hit by a pitch, and he just... There you go, man. He's such a great guy. <laughs> he is. Um, still hanging with the A's? Yeah. Yeah. So he's, they have they've done some house cleaning, but uh, he's he's a mainstay now. It's him and uh, Montas, their starting pitcher. That's all they got left of relevance. Their payroll just dropped below thirty five million. That's it. That's crazy. There are some teams with one player, maybe more than that. Trevor Bauer's getting about that, and he's not going to be anywhere near a field anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah, that, that, that's funny. The Oakland A's. They. They tear apart and rebuild, and, and somehow they're kind of like Tampa Bay. They're always in the thick of things. Well, Tampa is consistent with it. Right, right. Tampa tore it down a little bit this year, but they're going to be – I have them making the playoffs. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do too. Um, uh, number three on my wackiness chart, and um, uh, I went with Bill Vick in uh, – Disco demolition slash nickel beer night. Yeah, I watched that uh, video this morning. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so you're familiar with it, and uh, I think it was in between games of a doubleheader when they did the disco demolition, and it was uh, so out of hand. It was actually the last forfeit before COVID mm-hmm. uh, in Major League Baseball. They couldn't play the uh, second game of the doubleheader because of uh, the. Uh, demolition going bad, but it was bring your disco albums. It was at the end of the disco era, and I think it's '79 was when, when this took place at Comiskey Park. Owner of the White Sox says, uh, "Bring your disco albums, and we'll blow them up on Disco Demolition Night." And I think one of the rock stations in Chicago co-sponsored the the evening with him. But they, it also coincided with Nickel Beer Night, which you know they've long since done away with. In Major League Baseball, but uh, you can imagine the fun that was had at the uh, South Side in, 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 at that time. So, um, yeah, what a, there was another forfeit. Was it a Dodgers game? There was a baseball giveaway. So they had to forfeit because every time a call was disagreed with, they, people were just hurling balls. Yeah. Yeah. And it was close in that uh, 2015 game with the Blue Jays. Yeah. Uh, they were throwing all kinds of crap on the field, and they had to get over the PA. Like, we will have to forfeit. This is a playoff yeah. game, and I don't know. I love – it's terrible to say, but anytime fans are throwing stuff on the field, it gets me fired up. <laughs> you would have loved seat cushion night then, which, oh, yeah. which we were there, and uh, 50,000 of my friends at uh, Bush Stadium taking on the New York Mets. And uh, it's seat cushion night, and Tommy Herr hits the walk-off grand slam, and – it just rained seat cushions. It didn't interrupt the game. It happened after the game was over, and so it just rained seat cushions. There had to be 20,000 of them flying in the air at the same time. It was a sight to behold. How long was that delay in the infield fly game? Pete Cosma? That was like a half hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Atlanta threw everything out there. Yeah, that's, that's funny. I forgot about that one. Hey, man, it's a great call. Yeah. Great call. Umpires <laughs> got it right. Of course right. they did. Of course they did. It favored us. What else you got? Anything else? Wackiness of baseball? Uh, one of my all-time favorites, uh, 
Marty Cordova for the Orioles. He fell asleep in a tanning bed, and his face just got all sorts of burnt. So they had to move him to DH. So that one, that one, because he's he was already a tan complexion. So I don't know what he was doing, <laughs> but he fell asleep. And they still needed his bat, I guess. But that one makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah. I, Just maybe don't do that's that. One, that's one I'm not familiar with. Then. Oh yeah, he was with the <laughs> Orioles. And... Hey, what the hell happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, coach. All right. Anything else that uh, jumped in your? Oh well, the the Royals' first base coach getting stabbed by that father and son. That was about as crazy as anything I've ever seen on a field. Yeah, I forgot about that one, too. I do vaguely <laughs> recall. What, what other details you got on that? You remember? They, I mean, it wasn't really like a targeted thing. I think they were just on drugs. Yeah. And they just went and stabbed the first base coach. <laughs> <laughs> players from both benches came. and. But, yeah, that's what, you don't go to the ballpark expecting to see a first base coach get stabbed. No, no, that, that is uh, something you, you don't normally expect. I mean, if you do, like, that's a little... <laughs> yeah, it had to be random like that, uh, with no rhyme or reason, because I can't think of any reason somebody get that upset over a first-base coach. Well, and it also, it was Kansas City, and that's about the only time you can not spend that much money and sit, like, two rows behind the dugout. <laughs> uh, yeah. The old Don Dinkinger could have been a, one of the... One of the quirky things in, in baseball that happened. But we, we got over that a long time ago. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> You've never gotten over that. <laughs> All right. So, so some quirky things in baseball on and off the field over the years. Uh, and it continues in, into the current generation. So, so that's a good thing. It's always fun to have that, that, that quirkiness. I mean, I've experienced it firsthand back in 2010. Uh, we took a trip out to L.A. and went into a Saturday afternoon Dodgers-Giants game. Hmm. So you, oh, always hear, you always hear about the rivalry, right? And it, it's like, you know, I'm, everybody around here has experienced the Cardinal Cubs. Um, but uh, uh, Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Giants, that's a different kind of uh, rivalry than the Cards-Cubs. Uh, Cards-Cubs always been the friendly... Uh, we got you this time, rah, rah, rah kind of thing going. With every now and then some sparks. But two things that, that set me apart on the, the other two rivalries. Uh, first on the Yankees-Cubs. I'm sitting in a Hartford airport back in uh, the late 90s. And, um, you know, and Yankees and Red Sox going at it pretty good at that time. And uh, Hartford's right in between. Yeah. So, so it's like a 50-50. And uh, one of the popular Cardinal Cubs t-shirts was was uh, Cuck the Fubs, right? You see the Cuck the Fubs t-shirt yeah. all the time. Yeah, Muck Fishigan. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm sitting out there in, in Hartford Airport, and I see this. It had to be an 80-year-old man walking off the airplane wearing a t-shirt just said fuck the Yankees <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no getting cute with it or anything it's just yeah. here's my message I hate to you. you I hate your entire family 
And if you're reading this and disagree, I hate you. <laughs> so, so that told me, okay, that this rivalry is on a different level, different place anyway. I don't know about a level than Cards Cubs. Dodgers Giants, I always heard about fights. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw it. They were, we're, we're sitting in the bleachers, left field bleachers in Dodger Stadium. And eight rows in front of us, a, a Dodger fan stands up and just cold cocks a Giants guy. I'm sitting eight rows in front of us. I don't know what was being said. You can tell they were jawing a little. This guy just stands up, pow, just, just, just decks him right it. there. And, uh, you know, the melee kind of mini melee breaks out. But the guy the guy went down, so so there wasn't much after that. But uh, security comes out, and everybody's jawing at each other. <laughs> it's like, all right, this, this is a little different. I imagine it happens at a Cardinal Cub game once in a while. You see something... Uh, maybe yeah. maybe some drunken action after the game when they're it's gotta be bleachers. There. Yeah, bleachers yeah. are the best. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It was like a little sidetrack when uh, was it sixty-two to nothing? The Rams beat the Raiders before they left St. Louis. It, yeah, there was a, a wipeout. Yeah, yeah. My dad and I were at that game, and uh, you know the Raiders travel well. Like four Raiders fans got in a fight in front of us. You know, you had the best seats in the house. That second yeah. to last row. They were the best. And yeah, so there's a fight. We're like, what's going on? With one of our guys. Oh no, this is all Raiders fans. So it was just, they were all from Oakland area and they just, they were brawling. So that was different, but it made me really appreciate Raiders fans. Yeah, yeah, they are passionate. That's yeah, it. You fight your own. I love it. Yeah, they, they definitely are passionate. All right, so, so. Different things that could come into that baseball quirkiness, and the the rivalries are, are one of them. But let's talk a little bit about the you know, the local team here, St. Louis Cardinals. Now I see you comment and defend the honor of the Cardinals always, quite a bit, and, and so so bravo. I, I I appreciate that. I don't think you're totally rose colored glasses. You're just an optimist on on uh, the team that you're going to root for, yeah, and I can relate to that. So what's to root for here this season with this St. Louis Cardinal team? First and foremost, uh, did they hire the right guy, or are you on the fence with Marmol as the, as the manager? I will be the first one to tell you that you can take a brick and name it your manager, and you're going to be all right. I just These guys don't listen to their coach. The coach is there to be there in the postgame. I've heard some people say a coach is at most a five-game difference. At most. Good or bad. At At most. most. Yeah. Five-game. You agree with that? Yeah. At five, I think that's a stretch. Yeah. Because I think a lot of that comes from the analytics department, like John Moe and Gersh. They tell you what they want. And I think that's – I'm pretty sure that's what got Schilt run out because Schilt wasn't buying into that. Schilt wasn't... The analytics? He was yeah, he wasn't... Marmol's just like, I mean, I'll just do whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I mean, the, our lineup and defensive alignment, that's going to be pretty cut and dry. I mean, Sosa and DeYoung, I see that being a battle. DeYoung has the track record. Sosa's got what we just saw last year, which right. was pretty, pretty good. But, I mean... 
in terms of, I just I, the pitching is where it comes down to, and it's. So here, here's a potential generation gap we got. Is um, you're saying the manager is uh, less important because of the analytics involved. That and now every team has like twelve coaches. Right. So it's I mean you have a you have a batting a hitting coach from each side of the plate that no one listens to. They all have their own trainers in the off season. They all have their own guys, and the hit, I I just think of those guys as all scapegoats. Yeah. And. You know, they're very well-paid scapegoats. It's up to the players to perform. Yeah, and if they don't want to buy in, they don't want to buy in. And so, so the analytics also a big driver in the shift in baseball. Are you a fan of the shift? Hate it. Hate it. I hate it. Do Do you think it should be banned, or did they actually take that step in this uh, uh, lockout? They're working on it. I I, I saw it, uh, a lot of discussion, but I never saw the final result. Well, the extreme shift. I mean, obviously you can't put all eight defenders out in right field and just have somebody sprint back to first base. But but I know Bill Ripken did a segment on MLB, and it was basically showing that it's not, it's not really working. Like when you – a culmination of all the extreme shifts. Like some guys are outliers. Like some guys really, really got hurt by it. Bellinger hurt him a lot. Well, I think Pools was, was killed by it. Oh, yeah. But he was hitting the ball on the ground anyway. Right. And people love to harp on that grounded and double plays, but got to have people on base. So, yeah. you know, take it for you, Will. But, yeah, no, I, I'm i cool with a little bit of a shift. But, the, like, just think back to when Chris Carpenter was pitching. He would throw a pitch, get the ground ball, and think, like, oh, sweet. That's right to my shortstop. Mm-hmm. But his shortstop is 15 feet to the right of yeah. where he expected his shortstop to be. Yeah. And, like... So you got to think of it from a pitcher's sense, too. So it changes their whole comfort level. Well, especially for a guy like that, uh, the example you use, who came up without the shift and has to adjust his, his pitching. I, you know, I, I think today's pitchers, maybe, 10 years later, are learning, you know, hey, we're going to have this shift on. you gotta, you got to hit the outer edge of the plate. You can't, you can't pitch inside with that shift on here. you got to get these guys to hit. So maybe they, they adjust the pitching a little bit, but... Yeah, I, I, I'm not a big fan. What about the uh, uh, analytic numbers thing? I, I, let me explain what I mean by that. I'm, a, I'm an old school hits, runs, RBIs, average, um, right? Um, is, is, it's what I grew up on. That's, that's how you measured and got a pretty good indication of how good a player was. So was his batting average? Did he hit for power? And... Um, drive-in runs, and, and, and it's so much more now. Oh yeah, you know, and it's it, beautiful. It's a, and this is where I struggle. It is I, I? I'm not against it. I just it's a whole new language to me. Yeah, like, you know, and it, it's a, I used to make fun of Jay Randolph, the Cardinal broadcaster, for many years. Um, when he would he would just spout stuff like Simmons is hitting. 389 on day games. Um, oh, yeah. At Above home. the Mason Dixon line. Yeah, at, at home. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's like, okay, Jay, who cares? Who cares? Well, apparently everybody cares yeah. about those kind of numbers now. And, uh, and that's where I, I kind of struggle, but you, you're a big, you're a super big fan of that. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and like the whole batting average thing on base, OBP has completely just taken over. What's. 
when I look at it, so all right, so so with batting average, and here's where I struggle with it, and uh, it's just because I'm too lazy, I think, to to dive in and educate myself. But at a batting average, you can look at a batting average and tell, okay, he's hitting 300. This guy's a decent hitter. You know, you get much above it, and you get much below it. And you can kind of measure where where his strengths are. OBP, what? What's the equivalent to 300 in OBP? If I look at an OBP number, what's... Well, 300, such a small portion, are going to hit 300. So you get a 380-plus on base percentage. You're relevant in the sense of getting on base without relying on hits. Right. But when you take a guy like Joey Gallo and you have a 380, 360 on base percentage, but when he does make contact... He's got a slugging percentage around 500. Now you have an OPS 850 to 900 on base plus slugging. So you can hit 200 and be... I mean, he's a modern-day Adam Dunn. And Adam Dunn didn't do a lot of things correct. But Joey Gallo is also a gold-glove caliber outfielder. So I think he's undervalued. Yankees got a steal. But it's stuff like that. I mean, you can... Tim Anderson won the batting title. What was that? Twenty twenty, or yeah, or twenty nineteen. He hit like three thirty. His walk rate was like three percent. So his on base was pretty much the same as his batting average. He still got a batting title, so he's got that going for him. And I love the guy because he's hilarious. He's like, I'm going up there to swing the bat. I'm not. I'm not trying to walk. But you can find more value. From a guy hitting 280, if they're on base, is 380. Yeah, no, that, that's pure money ball talk right there because I, I followed what you're saying. It makes sense. And um, um, that was in the movie. Yeah, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, and it's why Joey Votto <clears throat> is an absolute legend. Yeah. Because he, people would say, why don't you hit more home runs? He's like, well, I mean, I can do that also. And he finally did it last year. He just said, screw it. This team sucks. I'm just going to hit bombs. Yeah. He did. He had that stretch where he had like six straight games with a homer. But, but he's he was over 400 on base percentage. Okay, so, so in recap, on base percentage, I'm looking for 380 or better. Well, then, yeah, I mean, you're talking elite level there. Okay. 340 is the baseline. If you're over 340, you're a potential leadoff hitter. Okay, 340 is the 300 I'm looking for in batting average. If you can equate a, a measurement, like, if I'm going to look at on-base percentage the same way I used to look at batting average. Batting average, you want 260. Yeah, forget batting average. On-base percentage, 340 is the number I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. If it's, it's less than that, then you're kind of thinking, okay, unless he brings it up. With slugging is what you're saying. Yeah. Right. So so that's it. What's the combo name? OPS. OPS, which I see a lot. And what's that? What's that Mendoza line, if you will, uh, for o- over seven hundred for OPS? You're a serviceable major league player. If you're over eight hundred, you're all star level potentially. So it's just it's gotcha. What the peripherals are and what else you do. But I I, right. I stick to seven seven hundred. You're serviceable, and that that could mean you're the number six hitter on like a mid tier team. Yeah. But if you're over seven hundred, then they're gonna keep giving you a look. You get past seven fifty, you're good. You get past eight hundred, you're. I mean, you can pull up that leaderboard, and it's 
yeah. its names. It's right. Gotcha. It's relevant guys. All right. Now let's go to the pitching side. Um, whip. Love it. Whip. Yeah. It's walks and hits per nine innings, right? Yeah. Um, or per inning pitched. It, yeah. Yeah. Per inning pitched. So it'd be like anything under one. You're, you're, you're elite. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're stellar. You're you a potential Cy Young. You start creeping over one. Um, you're still pr- pretty good. Um, I'd say 1.3. Anything under that. Yeah. You are. You're good. Okay. Is that the best measurement on a pitcher? Is uh, your run average still relevant? Uh, no, but they do ERA plus, and that's a uh, team adjusted, park adjusted. So that one gets real fishy. Like it, is it one hundred is they they try to do it the same way they do OPS plus, uh, where like one hundred is league average. Okay. So they try to make it. They try to simplify it in that. So you're over a hundred. You're you're all right. Okay. And what's that entail? It just it instead of just saying ERA, it just factors in luck, how garbage your defense is behind you, what parks you were in. Okay. So the they're trying to measure the intangibles. And, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And catcher is the only position that nobody really knows what's going on. Yeah. So. Okay, so and then the the ultimate one is WAR, right? Yeah. I mean that's like the ultimate measure of of uh, your Bill, value. Bill James has been doing this for years, mm-hmm. right? The wins above replacement, which um, I kind of understand a little bit. It's it's like if it, uh, the value of this guy is if you got a WAR of what one point something, mm-hmm. um, then. You're you're adding value to your team, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it technically anything over zero? You're, you're anything over zero, you're technically adding value, but it's baseball, so there's a culmination of a bunch of guys. Right. So they say the baseline is two, and you are a serviceable starter. And baseball reference uses two as a starter, five plus you're an all star, eight plus you're MVP level. And that's give or take with eight, because mm-hmm. there are some years where you might only have a couple guys over eight. Yeah. And, like, Otani, depending on what site you're looking at, he was, like, 9.7, despite having the most impressive Major League Baseball season ever. At least since Ruth was doing both, yeah. Yeah, and then you got to factor in that Otani's doing it now, and yeah. Ruth was doing it against guys who couldn't even sniff... Yeah, and that's the old era of yeah, comparison, but but yeah. But at least they they propped up Ruth's war in comparison. They're yeah. just like, oh yeah, he put up like fourteen, just yeah. absurd. And then Barry Bonds drawing two hundred something walks. Yeah, yeah, I love going to his baseball reference. Where, where are you at on the whole Bonds Clemens? Love him. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, that was so fun. But I was also like from age. 10 to like 14 while Bonds was you care about the Hall of Fame? I not as much. Bonds isn't in it, so yeah. I've been there. It's awesome. But so many of those riders that do the voting don't even follow baseball. So yeah. it's like yeah. 
what that and a lot of times they only follow like whatever local team they have. They don't pay attention to the rest because they have other obligations. Yeah, it's a flood. It's a flood system. I, I agree. We're on the same page there with with both those. Um, so like, what's the NBA have? They have like eight people going in. Like Manu Ginobili, he's going in. I wouldn't necessarily call him a Hall of Famer, but I love him. But when I think baseball sense, I'm like, I wouldn't. I mean, he's he's the hall of good, but it's just yeah. There's a lot of a lot of them that fit that category. Yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah, Barry Bonds. That was the okay, scary. So so we've established, Marmol is is a brick. Um, so, yeah. Uh, no, the players no, like him. They, hey, they fair just, enough. Fair enough. I I can appreciate that view. Um, and, and, and so now let's, let's break down the, the lineup a little bit or start with the, what I think is their, their major weakness, their, their starting pitching, um, yeah. this year, um, and mainly because of injuries, right? You know, I mean, you're coming out of the gate already with, with, uh, Reyes and Flaherty, yeah. um, both in their usual, um, injury. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see much of Reyes, yeah. but I mean, I think that ship has sailed. Yeah, we'll I, take what we I, can I tend get from him. But uh, Flaherty, I think, because he's only missing two times after that injection he got, so or two weeks. I th- I think this is just going to be Jack Flaherty. I think that's just going to be who he is. Yeah, which it might bite him because he's been so pro. I'm definitely choosing free agency when my time's up. Yeah, and get as much money as possible. He's a real players organization, but. You know, you have to be on the field to, yeah, exactly. to get that. To get but, that, yeah. But we also have, I think, hands down, the best defense. Defense is good. I think the everyday eight is uh, potentially... Four to five gold gloves. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, defensively, is as good as there is in, in baseball. And, and absolutely. Yeah. So, I think they're banking on that. And you know what you're getting with Wayne, right? You're going to get crafty. You're going to get ending innings. Uh, you know, I think his season a year ago isn't talked about how phenomenal it was. I thought um, he'd get more Cy Young votes, even if it's the I did, too. The I, thought, I, de- I, I definitely agree. And you consider it was Wayno putting me in. He, he, he was an, an ace stopper last year. Yeah. He put a stop to one or two game losing streaks every time he took the mound. He was integral in the uh, seventeen-game win streak, um, and, and they lost to Miklas and, and Flaherty off that staff. And uh, Wainwright steps up, gives you—I don't think he got quite to two hundred innings, but nearly uh, two hundred innings. It, it's like how many times were you watching, and he's still out there in the seventh? Oh, I mean, that's just—that's yeah. a thing that just doesn't even happen now. Yeah, it really doesn't. So, so I, I thought it was his best performance in his career. Um, he's had some great years in the past, but considering everything and the point he's at in his career now, I thought last season was phenomenal. Yeah, I couldn't miss him. a start. Like, it, it was it was insane. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I know. Steven Matz, I, I'm sure a lot of people around here don't know too much about him. Guilty. Good pitcher. Yeah. Good. He's just solid. He's solid, and he's going to pitch to contact, and he's going to do... He's going to look around before each pitch and be like, oh, these guys are okay. Yeah, okay. Well, I got a defense. Yeah, yeah, and that's... Well, that's the beauty, because, like, usually when you think defense, you think 
ground ball heavy, ground ball heavy. But now we have an outfield. They can close the gap. Yeah. Anywhere. So, yeah. Let them, let them hit pop-ups. And Bush Stadium is not a hitter's park. Right. And it's it may look like it look neutral to the naked eye, but it's not. It is, it is in the bottom third every year for offensive, like slugging offensive production. And I don't know. So I think this is going to be one of those I didn't like what we had available free agent-wise, and who knows with trades. No, you hope to hang in with the Brewers because that's the only team capable of uh, beating the Cardinals in this division this year. Oh, yeah. And you hope to hang with them to trading deadline, but I think they're going to need, the Cardinals are going to need to step up again like they did last year at trading deadline. Oh, yeah. And uh, I fully uh, expect that to find, happen. Find another uh, couple arms like they did last year, and that that was integral in the second half of the year for him. Oh, Lester and... Hap, yeah. Yeah, that was... Be- Jay Hap came over with the worst ERA in all of qualified starters. And he looked fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And Lester, he had a couple shaky ones, but you're allowed that. Is um, Libertori going to be on the major league team this year? Yeah, he will. He will, but, I mean, fingers crossed it takes a little bit. Because he's, he's, he, I don't think he's ready. No. Uh, but, I mean, we still have Woodruff ahead of him. Uh, we got Verhagen. I think they're going to get Verhagen the first shot, but, I mean, we'll know that within the next 48 hours as yeah. the number five starter. But, I mean, as long as he's throwing sinkers, because that's what he did overseas. But, yeah, no, I, I'm not too worried about that. But the yeah. Brewers, their rotation, they, they were all there all year last year. Yeah. And you've watched this sport enough. There is no way in hell that happens again. Yeah. Yeah. At least two are going down. One of their big three is going down. Like it if it happens again, then like I mean, congrats. Like that's Yeah, but historic. even then they're even then they're still unless um Yelich reappears finally, they're pitching a lot of two to one, four to two games. Yeah, I, I just don't see the offense with the Brewers. Um, but yeah, you're right to to go that healthy uh, like they did last year. That's hard to count on two years in a row. But Cardinals have had their experience with the pitching health um, here in recent years. So so that that concerns me. I don't know. I know very little about their bullpen. I know Reyes isn't there to be a closer. Who's their closer going to be this year? Everybody's saying Gallegos. Um, which he's been brilliant. Yeah. And like you could throw fantasy up there, he's he's like a top fifty to sixty depending on average draft position you look at. But I mean Hicks is back, so I don't know why we wouldn't Yeah. Again, I, there's a injury issue. I mean he, But he's, he's as fun as there is to watch when he's, he's throwing one on one right now, so it is what it is. Uh yeah. Helsley, I think if Helsley can figure it out, he's not too far from it, but he throws 100. Yeah. And I... So the, the pen doesn't worry you at all, huh? No. They got the, middle One relievers. thing we've been notorious for in this run of always having a winning team since, what, 2007? Yeah. You see the arms in We got arms. Relief. Yeah. They aren't going to blow you away, but they're going to be serviceable. And yeah. 
Yeah. And that's what, in your mind, that's what's kept us remarkably consistent. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I don't remember, it's got to be since 20, but since we still had a holiday, we haven't had a lineup this good. Yeah. This, this lineup is, if Tyler O'Neill is for real, because he just put together yeah. a top 10 offensive in the National League season, and Dylan Carlson only seems to get better with time. We brought him up earlier than anybody expected because right. he, he had no right. business being in the minors anymore. Harrison Bader looks like he figured out how to hit. Yeah. I mean, I don't... Where, where's the weak spot? Catcher? As far as hitting? If that's your weak spot, that's pretty, that's pretty solid. I yeah. mean... Catcher, second base, short, and center. That those are the big four for weak spots. And is I, Bader a decent on base percentage guy, or does he need no. to improve that? Yeah. No, uh, but if he's semi productive, I mean, he he had two sixty last year. What do you have? Fifteen home runs. Something like he might have had more than that, but like it's center field. Yeah, his value is. Just ridiculous. I mean, the the guy covers because what is he ninety seventh percent in sprint speed? Doesn't necessarily trans transition to uh, stolen bases. See now, those are those are numbers I I could care less. Which just means he's in the top three percent of fastest people in <laughs> yeah. baseball. And the 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 other one along that line that gets me is velocity off the bat. Oh, exit view? That's the best. You see Stan hit one to left field, 122 off the bat, and it's like, oh, it's My problem is, I don't know, I don't know how to gauge it. It's right, I mean, that sounds fast, I don't know. Oh, it is. It is terrifying. What's a normal single to left field, 80? No, 80's, 80, you're in the bottom. Your your Angelton Simmons territory. Okay. You, I think you want to be above ninety five, to be like safe. Anything over a hundred, you're good. Yeah. But like the hardest hit balls throughout the year, don't leave the park. Right. They're it's either the, it's the single off the wall. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's that's why Stan man, he's he's just a treat. Yeah. He just he's he the best. What do you call it? Velo? Exit Velo, yeah, he's up yeah. there. Yeah, I think Vlad Guerrero Jr.'s well, knocking I, at the door. Yeah, I, I we'll, we'll get into this here in a little bit, but um, I, I'm high on the Yankees this year. Uh, I, I did something I, I just think Aaron Judge is, is ready to just explode. Oh, yeah, I, you know, I, I just the guy's a beast, and I don't know if he's had health issues or what, but yeah, he has. And that's it. That whole team is that health issue. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I like watching Aaron Judge and so. so and well, he's got that cannon. Stanley, uh, Stan. Stan gets to just DH all year, yeah. not have to worry about it. The Yankees, I have them like on the fence because I think I think the Blue Jays are going to win that division. Blue Jays are just too good. So, so, Brutal division. Yeah, I, I don't think the Red Sox are as good as a lot of people think they are. Hey, they got Highlands Jeff Hartlip on the team. Come on, man. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm a Swansea. I don't know if don't Jeff. I don't know if Jeff made the uh, cut quite yet, but uh, we'll see. Um, 
and uh, I was going to talk a little bit about the Highland crew, but but uh, we'll get there. But the Cardinals, um, um, then defensively, I agree wholeheartedly. It, probably the best in baseball. Uh, there's no probably about it. I think it's they're they're there. Um, I worry a little bit about and probably shouldn't, but I worry a little bit about Molina at catch. I, I um, don't know what he's got left, but he always seems to find a way to 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 win me over. Every oh, yeah. Not that I'm down on Yachty. I love the guy. You got a runner on second that needs to score. Yeah. Who else do you want up? Yeah. He's gonna poke that out to right. That's where he gets his hits. Yeah. Yeah. He wears pitchers out by just sticking his bat right in front of the glove. Not even doing a full swing, just eh, Yeah. Foul ball. Yeah. I was beat on this pitch, but I'm not gonna let it wreck my at bat. But yeah, I mean he's he needs to secede starts to Kisner. It's gotta happen. Yeah, yeah. I I th- I th- definitely think it's gotta be a few more uh, less games for, for that's the where Audi Marmol game. comes in. That's where right. Okay. That's where he, if he can walk off. He to has him, to gauge it. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, hey, you are not gonna play today. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Matheny used to. And do these old guys on the Cardinals look at him and say, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Yachty's response: He's like, no, I play. Yeah. yeah, no, you're not. No, I play. I guess yeah, he's playing today. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably go like that. Probably would. Um, so, so the uh, batting lineup, um, you feel pretty good with. Where do you, where do you? Who's your two, three, four, five? Uh, I got Edmund leading off. I think if a righty is on the mound, I'll throw Carlson in the two spot. And then any combination. I mean, it's going to be Goldschmidt, Arenado, O'Neill. But I think if a lefty's on the mound, you're going to have. Man. I mean, I think Edmonds are leadoff hitter. Yeah. I think you just roll with that. You don't. You don't mess with it. But and you know. Who's just, the alternative? Bader. No, Bader's thin. Yeah. Bader's seven, seven or eight, eight hole. Yeah. But yeah, just Edmund. With a lefty on the mound, I'll put Goldschmidt, Arenado, O'Neill. Yeah. Probably Carlson in the five, and then throw Yachty back in his six. But I just... And then the Shortstop, yeah, yeah, I just... Because yeah. it's going to be DeYoung or Sosa, so hopefully... Can DeYoung recapture it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's got the pop, and his defense is stellar. Yeah, yeah. It, it really... Is he better analytics. than Sosa? He better than Sosa defensively? Defensively, yeah. Yeah. Sosa's got a better bat. But we also don't know what Sosa fully is, because yeah. DeYoung's defense is plus plus. Like he's, he's for real. So, so you, so you got, you, you got a solid everyday. Eight, I agree. Their bench decent. We don't know yet. Okay, so there's an unknown factor. Well, there. the DH. Yeah. I mean now, like Dickerson and Pujols, because you forget all about we have a DH now. But Dickerson and Pujols, they're going to be six seven hole. Yeah. But I mean that I love that. That's yeah. When we got Dickerson, I was pumped. Cause where'd he come from? Tampa. Uh, where'd he come from before that? Tampa DFA'd him. San Fran. Yeah. Was he on San Fran before that, or before us? I don't know. He he was an All Star for Tampa in like yeah. 2018 or 19, and then they DFA'd him. And like, oh, we're Tampa. We're not gonna pay you. Like, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But 
Yeah, no, I think it was San Fran. There was a Dickerson on San Fran, I'm assuming. I don't know. But he's a platoon. Pujols is going to be just fine against yeah. against lefties, but he's not going to hit above seven. Right, right. I mean, maybe they'll screw around and throw him in the three spot just for nostalgia, but... Yeah, you don't get nostalgic in the, in the real deal. No. I agree. He's going to be in that, that bottom third. Yeah, we got Newt Barr on the bench, and that's where it just gets kind of weird because I still don't know. We still haven't figured out the final roster, and with the way our pitching is, we might carry more pitchers. Yeah. At least we get 28 guys. Yeah, I was going to say, the, they expanded for the first, yeah. first month of the season, so you can carry... Excuse me, as many pitchers as you want, and so, so yeah, I, I suspect they'll go that route because that everyday eight looks pretty solid and yeah. sound until injury happens. I yeah, I don't see him putzing with that too much. Yeah, and the shortened spring training, you still have to get these. You can't have Wayne going out there throwing 110 pitches first month of the season, right? So, oh, Wayne would tell you you could absolutely. <laughs> But he also tell you he'd be managing Chick-fil-A if he wasn't playing baseball. <laughs> yeah. So. So. Um, I think they're good. So I think I think they're number one in the division. Number I'm one not, in the division? I'm not being a homer. I just really don't think the Brewers pitching can be that well, good again. Well, let's see if uh, I'm a homer with you. Because let's go into to division play. I have got the cards winning the division. Brewers being good enough for a wild card, though. So, so really, there's nothing else in the division, right? Cubs are rebuilding. They throw in a couple names in here to yeah. help keep them competitive. Uh, Cubs, I like Cubs pitching, sort of. They're, they're going to be enough to be, like, not a rollover. But, I mean, Reds and Pirates. Red, Reds surprise me. I mean, Reds Just are let me, Joey Votto... That's why I've been joking. He's just going to hit right-handed just to see if he can do it. Yeah. Just do that this year. <laughs> why not? He's 38. Why, why'd, they, why'd they blow everything up? I, I ownership. It. It's, it's got to be yeah. ownership. No, Walt's they, not there anymore, is he? No. No. They, I, don't even, I don't care enough to know. I'm just yeah. mad. Like yeah. You kind of expect it with the Pirates because we've played this game long enough. Right. But... The Reds weren't too far off. I didn't think so. I mean, it's a, I was a little surprised. They, they cleaned house, and it was with young guys. You know? It's like, I, I don't get it, but uh, I'm glad. Yeah, I'll take yeah, it. As soon as Sonny Gray it. got traded, I was like, all right. Yeah. yeah. Jesse Winker and Suarez going to Seattle. Yeah. Don't have to see them. That's, that's big, because Jesse Winker is a stud. Oh, yeah. Seattle doing that, they that propped them up to. I I think they they won ninety games last year. That's, yeah, yeah, that's true. Because the Astros are kind of standalone in that division, but they lost Korea too, though. So so maybe that brings them down to earth a little bit. Cause that, they're good. That guy was the heart. Well, yeah, they're good. Yeah, their yeah. pitching's good. They're they're good, and they don't have McCullers for a little bit. So they're starting five. I'll still take that over a majority of the league. Well, that gets us to the other Highland guy because that's probably going to be their number five guy. I think he's their number two. You? Yeah. I don't know. Dusty doesn't like him. So so that's a, 
that plays into it a little bit. We're talking about Jake Odorizzi, uh, Highland High School state champion from 2008, hanging with the Astros, had a a uh, couple of injury issues here the last couple of years. Um, um, won some time with uh, last year. Had a phenomenal appearance in the World Series in uh, Game Four, I believe it was, where Jake took the mound and struck out five of the six batters he faced, and then Baker didn't use him the rest of the World Series, and they lost. So, so, uh, but but uh, it'll be fun to watch him. I. I don't know that they haven't plugged him as number two. I've seen him as their number four or five, and I just and projections I've seen, but um, uh, it shakes itself out. As yeah, time goes. Yeah, it does. Jake's problem has been um, um, he, he's not big on the innings um, innings pitch, and uh, he likes to throw a lot of pitches per inning. Yeah, exactly. It's he's not still, what you're supposed to do. He he hits at a um, ninety pitch mark pretty early. Yeah. And so so it's and the. And in Dusty's defense, um, he was asked about that a couple times last year where Jake had stellar starts and, and Baker pulled him, you know, having a, a one-hitter or even a no-hitter one time going after five innings. And he's like, yeah, the numbers don't lie. And the second and third time through the order, here's here's what we're dealing with. Yeah. You know, and they, he's looking at the stat sheet. And this is where the the, the numbers game irritates the hell out of me is, is where's the gut game because yeah. you still have to have that. Yeah, and you it's still have to. How have many that. of those innings were high leverage? I mean, if you're just throwing pitches and throwing pitches, it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. If you got guys in scoring position, yeah, but if you're working counts and you don't have to worry about other stuff, it's yeah, you're just tossing. But we're also talking about Dusty Baker, and he ruined Mark Pryor's career. He ruined <laughs> Kerry Woods' career, letting them go out there and throw 300 pitches. Just yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mark Pryor is pitching coach now, and it's like Verlander got hurt under him, um, you know. So yeah. so we'll, we'll come back. So uh, hopefully um, Jake puts it together this year. Um, maybe the um, best athlete to ever come out of easily out of Highland at this point. I'll reserve that for future Sam Laporta reference, but um, <laughs> Jake's uh, easily been the most successful professional athlete out of Highland. And he's entering the territory most successful for Southern Illinois. Um, when you, you think about the great athletes that are coming out of Southern Illinois, Odorizzi's getting there. Um, and, and part of me, you can look to, he's north of 50 million as far as uh, um, dollars earned in his professional career now. Yeah. And so not, that's not really a measure for, for how great a guy is, but, but it has a degree of measurement to it. So, so we'll be rooting hard for, for Jake and the Astros in this household again um, oh, yeah. uh, this season. Well, yeah, you're, you're stepping on my toes here with Isringhausen. Talk about successful yeah. Southern Illinois. That's my hero right yeah, there. That, that's a, an excellent example. I, no, nothing wrong with that. I was a big Izzy supporter. In fact, in talking about um, fans getting into fights, um, I damn near came to fisticuffs with a guy in game – Game six against the Astros when Edmonds hit the home run. Yeah, uh, where he did that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I was at that game, and um, um, prior to that home run, a guy sitting right behind me was just berating the hell out of Isringhouse, and he couldn't believe he was in the game, and blah, blah, blah. Izzy, you suck. I just turned around and told him, shut them up. All right, we're tired of hearing it. You're wearing Cardinal Red. Act like it, yeah. <laughs> right? And so, 
So, uh, and, and it did shut him up. I must have been bigger than him. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> uh, after Edmonds hit the home run, he's high-fiving me, so all was well. Oh, yeah. So, so great example. Izzy's, Izzy's there. Probably does get the nod over Jake at this point in his career. Kurt Reader? Reader had a phenomenal uh, major league career. Yeah. Oda Rizzi, he's entering Reader territory. Uh, Reader had some success for a lot of years, uh, ironically, playing for Dusty Baker yeah. uh, in, in the Giants. Um, so, so another good example. Uh, another one I pull out is Dal Maxwell going way back. Dal couldn't hit a lick, but, but if he was playing in today's era, um, you know, the fielding projections and analytics going with what Dal Maxwell did would, would be off the chart. Um, so so uh, they, there's another one. Dal played at uh, uh, Granite City High School. Well, the beauty with Odorizzi is even when he's done starting, he's got four usable pitches, which means you can choose two, maybe three, hash out another six years in the bullpen. Like he, he could be a super valuable piece yeah. of a contending team's bullpen. Or you could just be the closer for a garbage team, really rack up the numbers and just be that guy. But uh, he's my first my first exposure to Jason Isringhausen was um, on the basketball court. Oh yeah, not the not the uh, baseball diamond. I was broadcasting the very first high school game played at the what's now the Savas Center or, or Enterprise. Center, right? The arena, yeah. um, uh, the new arena, if you will. There used to be the KMOX shootout in early December. And uh, I'm working for WINU in Highland, and modern day is playing Piasaw Southwestern in the first game of the uh, uh, shootout that day. And uh, Piasaw was led by Jason Isringhausen and two other uh, all star. Uh, yeah, caliber basketball players, and uh, broadcast that game. So, so that was my first exposure to him. And you know, five years later, he's he's pitching for who? The Mets. Mets. The time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so great, great call out. Um, yeah, I wasn't suggesting Jake was there yet, but but he's he's starting to climb that ladder. He's at the end of that prime twenty eight to thirty two year old. Uh, age that that you typically see their best performances at, but I, I think he's got the stuff to still elevate his game a little bit too. Oh, I'm. To, I've always been real high on him. Obviously, I mean, he came over to my buddy Brett's house right after he got drafted. Is that right? Yeah, brought some smoking hot girlfriend, and then we were just <laughs> hanging out. So I was like, yeah, this guy's like a millionaire now so that's pretty cool well my obviously I, I, I've known Jake his, his dad worked with, with my son-in-law for years in the city of Highland but I broadcast him mm-hmm. a, a few times during high school but my favorite memory of him in high school is going to a game right at the end of the regular season uh, out at Highland High School now I don't know if you attend high school baseball um, at all but you might see a few parents at the game and you might see a couple casual fans, and you might see members of the track team who just finished practice sitting around watching. But typically, you can count on a couple hands the number of fans at a game. I go to a game. I've, I've followed them all along, uh, you know, as far as in the box score and everything all season. 
I was like, I gotta get to a game. And so I go out to a game, <clears throat> end of the regular season, and the bleachers behind Just radar guns. The bleacher behind home plate had nothing but radar guns. Yep. <clears throat> and had dozens of them. But there were so many people lining the left field and right field line and behind the dugouts and they're deep. There were so many people there, and this is what blew me away. <laughs> The high school band was there to entertain in between innings. And the band would play at a high school baseball game because there were that many people there and they wanted to, to entertain the crowd that was there. It was a phenomenal experience. Yeah. And a, I mean, what were his accolades as a receiver? Right. And he got a scholarship offer from Louisville. Yeah. I mean, it's just... In Louisville. I, I actually broadcast his... Uh, Last high school football uh, touchdown. There was a, a week seven catch against uh, Mescuta. A game winner as time ran out, and he's going up in the corner of the end zone and comes down with it and twists his ankle. Right? And he immediately gasped. And this is a, you know, he hasn't had the senior year yet. This is his senior year in football. Yeah. And so uh, um, he comes down and does an ankle, and, and his season was over. He played in the playoff game that year as a decoy um, because yeah. he was that good and so so coach Ron Holt Grant's dad uh, at the time put him in as a decoy uh, to soften the coverage on the other receivers because he had to respect the immense talent that Odorizzi had even though they knew he was a decoy they still had to cover him oh, sometimes they double teamed him and so so there's a he had that kind of a uh, influence on the football field so yeah Super talented guy. It gets us back though, uh, division wise. You know, so you go Cardinals, Brewers, and in, in the division. What about what about the East? I got a. Uh, that one's tough. Yeah, I, 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 got, I, I just can't buy into the Mets. Uh, oh no, I got Mets three. Okay, so it's between the Phillies and Braves okay. for me. I want to lean. I want to lean Phillies. I just I think they have the same Mets syndrome. They find a way to just blow it. Yeah. So like, I'm gonna go with the Braves. I love their pitching. So you got Morton, you got Anderson. Uh, they get Soroka back. And oh, I lose it. No, you good. No, yeah, they get Soroka back, probably like June or July. And then they got Olson, which is an upgrade over Freeman. I don't care what anybody says. Matt Olson is. Numbers are similar, and he's younger, right? Yeah. 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 So. I'll and you that. got you got Ozuna back. I mean, essentially, they lost him half the year last year. Is he, yeah. he going to be a factor? Oh yeah. So, so yeah, I got yes. the Bra- I got the Braves. In, in, but in the I like. I think I got the Marlins ahead of the Mets. Yeah. I mean, just, the Mets seems to be the darling pick out there from from what I was researching. There. That's what we're going for the last what two or three years. Yeah, is it really since they had Matt Harvey? Was it because they picked Scherzer up? But you know, you you lose Syndergaard. Um, so Syndergaard's been gone. I th- yeah. I hope he has a good year for the Angels. That'd be awesome. But I mean, Degrom, he might be out till like August. Yeah, he. You Scherzer, just can't count on him. Scherzer, Scherzer you got to watch his innings. He won't let you, but you have to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what, Taiwan Walker? No. They still have Taiwan Walker? They got the rotations <laughs> up. It, it it upset me 
with it, I, I just I think the Marlins pitching staff is just yeah. Scherzer, Bassett, Carrasco, Taiwan Walker, and then the five spots, just whatever. So you're relying I think Chris Bassett's a stud. They got him from Oakland. But yeah, Carrasco, his Indian days are over. I think he had cancer. Oh, that's a guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Came back from that. He's still good, but yeah. he's perennially missing time. Taiwan Walker, who knows where you're getting any day. Yeah, I'm not sold on the Mets either. Um, I don't think I have him going in postseason. So, so Nancy, I did have the... Nope. I had Philly. So, so we're on the same page there. Braves, cards, how about the West? I assume the Dodgers. You have to. Yeah. Yeah, you really do. It's an incredible lineup. Uh, so your wild cards, we get three of them, right? Mm-hmm. All right. And so I got Brewers, Phillies, and San Fran. I got Padres over uh, San Padres Fran. Padres over. Yeah, not not a bad pick. Um, you were talking about a pickup they made today. The yeah, they just got Sean Mania. He's yeah, he's good. Yeah, and but they, Tatis is is going to be gone what first month at least, right? Yeah, I think he's going to be. I hate to say it, but I think he's going to be one of those guys for the remainder of his contract. Yeah. Just something. Something pops up. I hope not, because he's fun. Yeah. But he kind of seems like a complete idiot, and that never bodes well. (laughs) Motorcycle accidents, man. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And his answer was, which one, when he was asked about the accident? (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're right. (laughs) All right, American League. Who you got in the East? You said Toronto? Yeah, Toronto. That's a, that's a brutal division every year. That's what, But that's why like, I'm trying to figure out, because Toronto, New York, Boston, and Tampa are all good. They play each other a lot, so they're going to beat up on each other. So I have a hard... I, I think three of those four teams are three of the best six teams in the American League. But just statistically... Only two are going to make it for that exact reason that they're playing each other. Right. So that's why I'm, I'm torn. I have it the same way. And, and maybe where the third one sneaks in. Um, so so you got Toronto. And who's the second one that sneaks in for you from the, from the East? I got to say Tampa just because they always do it. I got Tampa, but I have the Yankees winning it, so I exclude Toronto from. from really, my, uh, that lineup is just wild. All it takes is the lineup to get there. Once you're in the playoffs, lineups out the window. It's all I, pitching. I, I I I plead some ignorance on Toronto, um, and and I went with the Yankees because I do like some some of the parts they have. And as a fan, I like the sluggers they have. Mm. And so, so I, to me, that's exciting stuff in October, so I hope for it. That's why I picked the Yankees. I picked Tampa because they're just freaking there every year. That's what, yeah. That's... You know, and it's like, I, I, I don't know much about them, but damn it, they're, they're doing something right down there that, that I'm picking them. So I picked them more out of they keep getting there, and I don't see Toronto there quite as often. So, so it, it was a bit of an ignorance pick on my part, but, but – they're close. They're all close in that division. Yeah. I mean, Boston goes out and picks up um, um, Story, uh, solidify their lineup a little bit. Yeah, so their pitching sucks. Yeah. 
And and what they do have is injured. So yeah, Chris Hill's not coming back anytime soon. So the central was that Tony's to lose. Yeah, yeah. They they just took some hits in pitching. Like Lance Lynn just left yesterday with some discomfort. Is that right? But that lineup is insane. It's just funny to see Tony just managing a bunch of Cubans. Yeah, like they care <laughs> about anything that he says. <laughs> But yeah, no, they got a, they have a squad. That White Sox are. Fun. You don't think the Twins did enough? I I have Twins, wild card. Yeah, I do too. White Sox, Twins. Yeah, Indians. I would have had them, but that lineup just isn't good enough. Guardians, my friend, the Guardians. I am so sorry. <laughs> Thank you for addressing me as friend, and not assuming a pronoun. <laughs> there you go. In the West, um, obviously Astros to lose, I would assume. Yeah. And you have somebody going a wild card out of there. I got Seattle. They're Seattle. gonna break that twenty year curse. You see what I I went was a, it's gotta happen for the Angels at some point. It's right? not. I, 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 how can you have those two guys on the team? And Rendon. Anthony and Rendon. And Rendon and and, and um. There was somebody else, and you're like, come on, guys. How many more parts do you need? And pitching's what always, always bites them. Um, and I, I don't know. I just think it eventually has to happen. It may, and the the X factor to me is, is Madden going into year two. Yeah. I, mean, I think he's a heck of a manager. I mean, he, he did what nobody could do for 100 years. So I was so, just thinking, yeah, it's, they have Jared Walsh. Uh, he put together, he had like a 30 home run year last year. Uh, and David Fletcher. Fletcher had a down year last year, but he was coming off of this could be a mainstay. Yeah. But, I mean, I love Mike Trout. He's, you know, one of my idols, but when's he going to get hurt? Yeah. Rendon, yeah. when's he going to get hurt? When's Otani going to have inflammation? Yep. Those all come into play. I'm just, uh, it's more of a I hope pick. See, that's my uh, Mariners. Like, I got to have the Mariners in there. Like, <laughs> they, had, they set the record for wins in 01, and they haven't been back. That hurts. Yeah. Who, who's your uh, champion coming out of the American League? Man, I want the White Sox, so I'm going to pick the White Sox. Yeah. They're, they're so fun to watch. If Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, if they, yeah, they're just, they're so good. Luis Robert might win MVP in the American League. So just. So I got, I've got that as a question here. Is it, who's your MVP going to be in each league? Oh, okay. I say that, might. I say will. So I want Aaron Judge. I, I'm, I'm some, somehow can't be wrong. I mean, it's not a bad in in the American League. I want Acuna in the National League. I think not if he, a bad pick. If, he, if he's healthy, uh, the guy could be phenomenal. Uh, oh, he is phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're looking for if he gets forty homers, forty steals. I just don't see any reason for people to steal anymore. It's like fantasy. Trey Turner's going number one everywhere. Why the hell is he going to be stealing bases in L.A.? Like, you don't have to. Right. You're going to hit leadoff. Everybody behind you 
is either an MVP contender or they already have MVPs. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, just stay on first. You're going to be cool. Don't risk it out. You, you go first and third yeah. or jog home. <laughs> yeah. For NL, I think, yeah, that, that's a good one. Tatis getting hurt. Yeah, I, I was toying with him and thought, well, he's going to miss the first month at least. I don't know. AL, though, full year of Otani again. You can't. You just can't expect that to happen again, but if it right. does, then, then we're talking like... That's who, that's who I struggled with. Um, either one of those guys, Trout or Otani, um, a full year healthy, they're right in the conversation at the but end. Yeah. Vlad Jr. is my number one. Yeah. I think he's going to get over 50 homers. Is that who you're going to go with? Yeah. yeah. Not a bad pick at all. Cy Young. See, this is where... You throw fantasy questions at me. I don't draft pitchers in the early rounds. Yeah. I was, I pick and choose like number three and four starters from different teams just because it's the most volatile. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Uh, I think probably Walker Bueller. Boom. Okay. No, yeah, so, yeah, so we're on that same page. I mean, run support's going to be there. We all know that. I mean, he's going up against everybody else's ace once the season right. shakes out. Right. But he's also not going to give up. His ERA might be under two. We've seen it in L.A. with Granky. How, how good is that, that staff when you look at it and they have Clayton Kershaw listed as their number four? See, I've seen Kershaw as their number two. Have you? And Urias is three. And when Andrew Haney is your number four? Yeah. That's wild. And then Dustin May. Well, because right now they have, who do they have? Goslin is number five. I've seen him as high as number two. So, I mean, so it's all interchangeable. Dustin yeah. May, he's he's coming back from a procedure. He's going to be back. Because he had Tommy John last May. Ironically enough, it's his name. But... I mean, that dude, that needs hilarious to look at. He's got that long red hair. It just kind of looks like an asshole out there, but then he just dominates. But, yeah, that... I think a lot of red hair. I think Justin Turner on the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, and he's going to be hitting, what, seventh? Yeah. Yeah, incredible line. Yeah, they traded A.J. Pollock, and they're still good. Yeah. So, yeah. AJ, he... I got him in, like, the 18th round in one league and like... 2015 or 16 when it was whenever Mookie Betts came on the scene. So I feel I feel validated. What about American League Cy Young? Oof. Probably Bieber. Yeah, I toyed with him. I went with uh, Giolito. Oh, Giolito, yeah. Lucas. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna play. I, I I don't see him getting more than like 22 starts. Yeah. I think he's just one of those guys. But I think the White Sox are good enough, and that division sucks enough that they can sustain it. Yeah. But by all means, he's got every every tool. I mean, I I don't know. Shane Bieber's so good for Cleveland. Yeah. And that he's just wild. I would have said uh, Baz from Tampa, just because I love Tampa pitching and how they do it every yeah. year. But he's out for a little bit. And they got Kluber as their number three. Watch Kluber be a Cy Young contender just because it's Tampa. So who are the White Sox playing in the World Series for you? Man. I mean, you got to say the Dodgers. 
but you also know it's the Dodgers, and we've all watched how awesome it is to see Kershaw sad, and it, it feels good. So, I don't know. Why do we delight in that so much? Because the Cardinals are, were the his biggest pain point in the first half of his career? Or, or? We were the only, like, nobody had ever put up, like, what, seven runs against him? Yeah. And we did it twice, and they were both in the playoffs. Yeah. That Matt Adams home run, man. Yeah. That one made me so Who happy. Else did it? Colton Wong? Yeah. Yeah. That Matt Holiday, <laughs> I think he, one of the games, he hit a bomb. He hit like a three run shot. But yeah, he, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I agree with you. For some reason I take the light at it, but uh, I, I don't hate, I don't despise Kershaw. Oh, no. But, but <laughs> There's only a handful of players. Like Bronson Arroyo, I might argue that he's the only player I just hate. Irrational. I mean, not irrational. He plays like live me- live music at like local bars and whatnot. He'll grab a guitar and go up and do like a Nickelback cover or something. Just yeah. think he's all cool, and so I'm ready to fight. And whenever he would be warming up, whenever we play the Reds, I always made sure to be sitting in the bullpen area <laughs> and just see what you could touch. Just <laughs> yeah, just dig into him. And like I had some balls thrown to me from his teammates. Because they were laughing the whole time. Yeah. Just because I'd just be telling them how much his music is garbage. He needs to stop. <laughs> and I don't know, but that's funny. You get you get over there a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this. How how, how often's a lot? Ten games a year. Our minimum. Yeah. 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 It used to. I mean, my dad and I used to go. Yeah. Fifteen twenty. I mean, that was when I was little. But I mean, now that I have friends that live over there. Yeah. And I'm about to here in like I think June, so I move in over by Forest Park. So uh, when I revisit this in uh, October, and the <clears throat> the um, uh, White Sox are playing the Dodgers, who who's gonna win it? I got it, Rude White Sox. Yeah. Yeah, all the storylines are there. Larusa. The entire country of Cuba is on their roster. I mean, this I got the I got the Dodgers playing the Yankees, and so so I'll root for the Dodgers. I guess I don't know if Yankees are Yankees, Yankees are going to be right there in the deadline. So that's where we're going to see them sure up that rotation. Yeah, because you got Garrett Cole and Montgomery, and that's that's basically all you're working with. They can get away with it. That lineup's insane. Yeah. But I mean, you got an aging DJ LeMahieu that's still going to hit 320. It's wild. The yeah, ex-Cardinal got traded, didn't he? Luke Vol- Voigt. Voigt. Padres. Yeah, Padres. Yeah. yeah. But he's also still battling that foot thing. Yeah. That's what all the Yankees fans call it. They just call it the foot thing. The foot thing. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so what else, um, baseball-wise, tickling your brain as we head into opening day? You get all fired up for opening day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'll be done working by, like, 1 on Thursday. You going over? No. No? No. I like to sit on a throne. Yeah. Grill hot dogs. Probably go to a farmer's market and get a... They have Cajun peanuts. Yeah. It's a staple of <laughs> baseball season for me. There you go. There you go. You got the Major League Baseball pass? No. No? No, I, I can... You'd Italy. find it easy. I could, I could find my games. I don't yeah. need that pass. <laughs> well, then they black out Cardinal games, so it's like, 
I got to get on the phone every time and call and change my IP address. Yeah. She's like, yeah, no, I'm actually in Vermont. I don't know why you're telling me. But you have <laughs> Is to that s- the trick? Maybe I'll pick your brain a little bit on on that. So if I buy the MLB pass, they black out the Cardinal games? I don't know how it is now. When I went to Western, my IP address said I was at Bush Stadium. So I got the the MLB TV to watch Cardinal games while I was in Macomb. Yeah. It said I was at Bush. I'm like, no, I'm definitely not at Bush Stadium. Like, I don't know what you want me to... You want me yeah. to show you a local paper with the date? Yeah. You want me to show you how there's nothing but meth heads out here in Macomb, Illinois? Like, how do I prove to you? But, yeah, no, it's... I don't know, I'm not computery enough. To my listeners in Macomb, we know you're not all meth heads. <laughs> yeah, you've seen the locals. You've seen the Macomb homies. All right, man. Well, enjoy baseball. Thanks for kicking it around with me, uh, Sean. We'll get together as maybe as the season goes along and see see how we're doing on our our little breakdown here. Oh, I hope we're drastically wrong. Yeah, that's always more fun. Is it? You 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 want to see the Orioles make a miraculous move oh. in the American League East and somehow? Oh, if we get Orioles Tigers ALCS. <laughs> Everything's going to be on fire. But. Oreo Pirates. <laughs> that's baseball, man. Yeah. You get a good starter out there, you can win every game. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They won't. That's true. We'll keep the passion going. It's uh, it's good to see in another generation. Oh, yeah. 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 I always you knew you had it. But. Got baseball, beer, family, whoever I'm dating at the time. <laughs> that's the tier. All right, all right. right. Mine's slightly different. Yeah, well, you know, I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. But I'll go family football, baseball, whiskey. How's that? There you go. (laughs) There you go. All right, that's Sean Sheridan here with us on uh, From the Bench with Dench. And uh, hope you enjoyed our little breakdown for you here. And uh, get into opening day. Look forward to baseball season. Go uh, Highlanders, Jeff Hartlib and Jake Odorizzi. We'll, we'll be following you closely. And um, um, Sean Sheridan, thanks a lot for sharing your expertise, educating me on these uh, analytics and uh, the lingo therein. I'll try to remember or revisit our discussion so I, so I can at least follow along with what the hell they're talking about uh, when they say OPS and uh, uh, war and all that stuff. So. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Thanks a lot. That'll do it for this edition of From the Bench with Dench.